Hello, this is Jeff Cooper, and we welcome you to a Disney at Play podcast. We're going to give you an update here at Epcot. And I'm actually standing outside the gates, but inside the security perimeter, where we wanted to showcase for you the new uh, Leave a Legacy um, presentation that they have done. Remember that these were all in front of the spaceship earth in what was kind of these monoliths that's, that went up um i'm gonna turn this around here we go this is actually um quite extensive uh in its execution probably by the way you could see the uh, show building back in the back for guardians of the galaxy's coaster uh the initial impression is this is really colorful and in that regard it's very impressive i wondered if the original had been this way if it might have been a little better accepted if it had been using these color tones uh yet the problem is and i'm a fairly tall guy but if you had to go and see the ones up at the top you would be a little hard pressed seeing your own family up there, much less taking a picture with it. So why they have chosen to make this so tall, this seems to be kind of um, a miss. Um, and by the way, this is, um, this is not a, well, I guess it's more of an aluminum surface but uh, it's, not, it's not quite the same surface. Now, here it says Epcot Leave a Legacy. The Leave a Legacy program offered Epcot the opportunity to commemorate the dawn of the third millennium by contributing their images to the Epcot legacy structure. Epcot is a park that celebrates the world, a place that invites collaboration and connections where people from all cultures can come together and share their stories. Guests that participated in the program shared their images with us creating a beautiful representation of Epcot's global community. These panels continue to celebrate the spirit of optimism that is passed from one generation to the next, a living testament to the promise of tomorrow. And then they talk to you about finding your image. You can go to uh, www.epcottile, that's two T's, epcottilefinder.com, or you could scan the QR code that is shown there and they all will tell you the panel the row and the column uh, that your uh, image is on, and then you can you can find it. It's a pretty straightforward way of finding it, but again, it's uh, it's tall. Now, what it does is it allows this to serve as kind of a border fence to the experience. This is the new security area that's found on the east side of the park and not really being used with the attendance currently at it. And you can see on the other side how guests then head on into the park from here. There is a green berm that actually exists between here and the parking lot. I thought that they were going to make this as part of a park kind of experience, a stroll kind of experience in that area. But they ended up doing something that really is more functional though, again, colorful. So interesting. Let's head on into Epcot and check out the rest of the... While we are here 
at the entrance to Spaceship Earth. It's a good time to talk about today's announcements made on Good Morning America about the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. They've noted, finally, they've confirmed that it will begin on October 1st, 19, or I mean 2021, on the actual day, and it will continue for 18 months. You'll say, wait a minute, I thought it was gonna start all along, but no, sometimes they start these anniversary celebrations earlier. This is the furthest they could push it back during this time of pandemic. So kind of makes sense what they're doing and uh, probably no surprises. And with the 50th, it should go on for 18 months. That makes a whole lot of sense as well. They did say they showcased some new costumes for Mickey and Minnie. And they did say that each of the main icons of the park, including Spaceship, here, Spaceship Earth here, would have an additional, um, uh, what they called irluminescence added to uh, the um, icons of the park, which would be the tree in um, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Tower Hotel at Disney's Hollywood Studios, in my opinion, a really bad choice. And then of course the castle as well as Spaceship Earth here. In fact, the castle is going to receive additional finials and decor in addition to the paint job that it has received already. So know that there is more to come in terms of that. So uh, other than that, not a lot of other things that were presented in terms of what offerings you were gonna have or what new attractions would come on board, where Ratatouille would start. None of those things were really showcased in the announcement. So in my view, the announcement was really pretty sparse. But Continuing our coverage of all things construction-wise, you'll see electric umbrella. There seems to be some new frame supports being put in the front of that. And uh, seems to be showcasing a more open look. Certainly, if you can see in the background what is mouse gears, there is new plated glass back there. And that definitely showcases uh, a much more um, uh, uh, a greater view from the in, um, looking in and looking out of that retail space. So it seems like um, it will have a more open look when it's completed. Let's uh, continue on to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Here we could showcase continued construction and closing Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, addressing the roof with its tag cells. So that continues to progress, although in the ABC Good Morning America announcement, there was really no direct discussion. It has been discussed that it would uh, be coming out and uh, sometime the next year. Uh, but again, uh, not a lot of official announcements coming out about new attractions. For instance, uh, there has been little of anything said. I'm do going to do some research on the Play Disney uh, location. There has been little of anything said about it. And then as you see uh, Mission Space, even that restaurant, which was due to open 
uh, wow, well over a year ago, still is not open and with no real announcement as to its official opening date. We'll continue on and we'll move on to Future World and uh, check out what's going on in that direction. So we're here at the Regal Eagle and that's fortunate because there's a lot of rain outside so we found the right place to get dry and uh, that's why uh, we moved very quickly through World Showcase. But hopefully we'll catch up to a couple of places we were uh, went by earlier. Uh, what we wanted to say is that I ordered the chicken, which was $11.99, half chicken. And um, I thought when this first opened that there were two sides you ordered. So I was a little surprised there was only one side for $11.99. Um, the good news is, is even though um, Texas toast was a side, fortunately I didn't order it because Texas toast comes with it no matter what side you ordered. So I did the mac and cheese, that was great. Um, I should also mention a couple other things. You recall that adjacent to this restaurant, there were uh, a set of restrooms. They were the original restrooms for the American Adventure. They built out a whole new fleet of them on the other side of the pavilion. What happened to the old ones? They've actually been renovated into companion restrooms. So great place to come um, take care, get washed up, take care of a little one if you need to, or someone who needs more space than traditionally uh, is found in most uh, restroom cubicles. So that was one thing. The other thing is, is you also on the mobile ordering, order your sauce, but know that you can ask for more sauces when you get to uh, picking up your dish or you can come back and order more. So that's also the really good news in all of this. Now for the better half of uh, my meal, I've got Madison here. And Madison, you decided you would order um, the children's meal. And uh, because you are le petit uh, girl, and uh, I suppose you ordered the ribs. That was an $8.99, I believe. But you were confused, and this is something that I find a lot of people are confused with. They, you ordered, what did you order as the sides? I, for sides, I ordered the watermelon and the coleslaw. I didn't exactly order the coleslaw because I liked it. I just did because it was a secondary side. So I, it was either that or pickles. And I wasn't a big fan of either of those. Um, but uh, in the bottom, it actually said, I think four additional sides. Or yeah, something. additional sides. Additional like, selections. Like four additional selections. Which is where you get to the good stuff, like the mac and cheese the and the onion fries. rings, the the baked beans, the French fries. And so, if you don't look, you got to check it out because often there are better options, but they don't really promote those better options. And that happens with both choices. In the case of the kids' meal, you do get two choices. You don't get Texas toast with your choice, but you do get two choices. So. Mm -hmm. um, so in the end, you ended up I ended being, up ordering uh, macaroni and cheese. As like, an extra. As an extra. Because you really didn't like the uh, coleslaw. And I and the ribs didn't, even even when I'm so la petite, I, <laughs> I, the ribs really didn't fill me up. There yeah. was two pieces of ribs. Yeah, it just didn't do enough for you. I will say the coleslaw is 
a beautiful example of what school food looked like in the cafeteria. <laughs> it really had a, but if you add barbecue sauce to it, actually it gets much better. So, so anyway, we're, this has been our experience. We're gonna go get washed up and then we're gonna continue our way around World Showcase, hopefully without uh, too much rain as part of it. The American Heritage Gallery is still doing a showcase of Native Americans but they have added on the opposite side, a little presentation on the soul of jazz and American adventure. And it's tied into the recent Pixar film um, on uh, music. Um, Ray Gardner, Joe's father says, black improvisational music, it's one of our great contributions to American culture. And they focus on how it shows up Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, New Orleans, and even San Juan. And they go through different presentations of how this music has really uh, embedded itself in uh, the culture of these cities. There's also um, a few exhibits here showcasing some instruments and band pieces were played by musicians. Here's uh, one on San Juan uh, called the Spanish Tinge. And then, of course, New Orleans, the birthplace of jazz. And, uh, and then finally, Los Angeles, which is all about modern jazz. And it's interesting because um, you see several of them so uh, Joe is representing New York City, and then um, other members of the band are represented as, as coming from these different cities and bringing these uh, different uh, uh, influences to jazz. So we look at Beyonce and Thundercat, Lady Gaga uh, uh, as, pos uh, as examples of jazz in general. Uh, showing up in the Los Angeles area. And then we have here trumpet uh, associated with Louis Armstrong. Very cool. So it's a fairly modest presentation, but very appropriate for this month, which uh, uh, is just, it's just nice to have this here in the American Adventure. And it's a great place to just check out while you're waiting for the, uh, the attraction to begin. From the top of this bridge, it's a beautiful place to check out the lights of Venice as evening's fallen and the rain has subsided a little bit. I'm kind of panning over to the right where you see somewhat of a dark black hole. This is where the new um, gelato place is going to be opening soon in fact there's lights inside the building so they've got electrical rigged up inside i would say this is probably somewhere uh, within the next month to six weeks from opening um and it'll be a nice little addition to italy you know these spaces between like italy and american venture were originally designed to be additional countries and it's not to say that that can't occur in the future in fact, actually over here between Italy and Germany is where the Brazil Pavilion has allegedly, allegedly thought to be 
to be added. Um, that was never officially announced and many of the attractions that were officially announced have been largely postponed. What I find really surprising about this is that Disney keeps moving forward on these smaller projects. It's not like they don't have budget. They have the monies to do these projects. Um, even though they've stopped on things like Tron or completely halted on things like Mary Poppins, they're still working on smaller projects. In fact, over at uh, uh, the ticket, uh, the parking lot exit to the Magic Kingdom, I was completely surprised by an overpass that was being put in that area and additional parking extensions being put into a Magic Kingdom right now where I'm telling you, parking-wise, they're not filling a third of their lot every day, and yet they're, they've been working on extending that parking lot, which is a good long-term vision to know that, because it will someday, at some point, um, extend. But uh, try to gather a little bit more of this uh, pavilion. It's pretty hard to see it into the evening. Uh, so I think what's happening is these larger projects Specifically, I'm, I'm talking Utron. I think they have been halted simply because there's no use opening up an attraction when you don't, you don't have a market to fill it with. And until we get beyond this pandemic, there's just not going, there's just no use to opening up these attractions yet. I think that's why Ratatouille has been halted because, uh, that attraction is ready to go. But from a let's fill it up point of view, it's not happening. Again, Bob Chapek last week re-emphasized that there's still a 35% capacity. And even though a lot of folks said, no, I think they're operating with a lot more people, don't believe it because in truth, uh, these parks are not filling right now. We're so. just watching you live. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, well, no, we're not doing live, but we are oh. recording for a future podcast. Oh, so, okay. oh. any thoughts, comments? Uh, well, it's a little overwhelming with the amount of wait time sometimes. It is. Time. Yeah. Now, where are you visiting from? Philadelphia. You're visiting from Philadelphia. Yeah. So, yeah, I noticed particularly today's wait time seem to be a lot stronger, yes. and they seem stronger over the weekends. Yes. So that's the bummer part of it. Uh, last week I was here like Wednesday, Thursday, and it was dead oh, in Magic Kingdom. So, yeah. so it just depends on timing. Was there long waits yeah. there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and capacity-wise, um, a lot of things just aren't even operating right now. That's what's helping to create the long waits, plus the fact that they're social distancing ride vehicles and so forth. So it really adds to all that problem. So, hey, no, hey, you, you be safe while you're here. Okay, and be safe going back. I'm sure you're glad to be here and not in the snows of Philadelphia. All right, we heard it from the folks in Pennsylvania. We're here at the American Gardens Theater and the guests are waiting for a performance from Voices of Liberty. Usually they have a Broadway uh, group come in, of Broadway stars coming in to sing during uh, Festival of the Arts. You can see how empty it is in the back. Of course, nobody would want to sit back there anyway because it's been raining and wet and all that. But going back to what this 
uh, individual said from Pennsylvania, you know, the little, uh, little, uh, well, we'll talk later. Please welcome the Voices of Liberty. One, two, one. Uh Okay, <laughs> we just concluded uh, Voices of Liberty and that was such a great, great performance. It was just beautiful music and the visuals they had done on the background with drawn animated characters. So clever. Uh, you know, again, it's usually Broadway stars, but uh, man, they just made that work despite all the limitations they had. They really made that work and it was really enjoyable. And uh, I'll include uh, probably another song in there, but I'll probably include a link and put the whole show out there on our YouTube page because it was really, it is worth watching and listening to. Just fantastic. And going back to our conversation with our folks from Pennsylvania, yeah, I totally get it. But when you look at a, theater like that that had at best after people had gathered on and on with it it still was only about maybe 70 80 people in a theater that probably could have held 250 just that's the challenge with uh with the park is uh yeah definitely um definitely um uh frozen and soren are still gonna have cues but uh, but the attendance is still way down at this time. So again, a little crazy. Uh, we'll move on. Madison moved on earlier, so I gotta find her. We'll be back. Just a footnote while we're here in uh, Morocco, they've taken this space and made it a champagne tasting area. What champagne and Morocco have to do with each other is beyond me uh it's no longer there duh that's not a surprise spice table is really the only attraction tangerine cafe is not open their main uh restaurant in the back of morocco is not open so if you want anything at spice table and honestly you can find spice table as an offering uh under the now category when you are um in the park Oftentimes there are seats available uh, without even a uh, previous reservation. We're heading to France and hopefully the rain will stop. We are here. It is not the backside of water. It's the backside of Paris. And um, we're here near uh, the fenced in area leading to Ratatouille. And uh, you see the Gusteau sign in the background. Skyliner has stopped and um, we are just uh, 
taking the sights we just saw Impression de France, which is probably uh, one of the contenders I have for being a, the one of the best sleeper attractions in Epcot. If you have listened to my current podcast, two podcasts ago, we talked about sleeper attraction hits in the international parks. And uh, we're gonna cover Disneyland and Walt Disney World uh, in the days to come. But if you haven't uh, heard that particular podcast, check it out. You'll understand what a sleeper hit is and uh, give some examples of it. Attractions you probably have never heard of, but are actually really, really good. And uh, it's uh, the rain has stopped and it's uh, a little bit chillier this evening, but uh, nothing compared to what folks are dealing with elsewhere in the United States. So we're lucky to have what we have. All right, we are probably trying one of the last desserts we'll have a chance to try during the Epcot Festival of the Arts. This is a molten lava cake with uh, raspberry touch to it. And uh, anything molten that sounds good, anything chocolate, raspberry, all that sounds good. So we're gonna take that in while enjoying the beauty of the uh, river sand. Well, it isn't river sand, but you know, it's kind of that uh, little French, uh, to our evening here in Epcot Madison. You already tried the dessert. You've got one already. Your uh, thoughts on the dessert? Fun vibes, and you are going to have Cinderella's This Is Love song in your head because it's so good. <laughs> this is love. So this is love. Okay, very good. Well, when in France, eat, uh, eat cake. All right. So here's the truth of that molten cake. After I turned off the recorder, Madison confessed there wasn't a lot of molten to the cake and she was right. It's a little disappointing. And honestly, I wish I had done the, for lack of a better term, uh, said almond fromageon, it's the partridge family cake. The one that has all the different colored squares. Kind of that's the, that's kind of my, my, signature treat during the Epcot uh, Arts Festival and uh, which is again winding down right now but uh, preparations are already very much underway for the Flower and Garden Festival which uh, will open uh, very shortly and we'll cover that uh, the opening weekend we can get over here and uh, manage that schedule so Meanwhile, we'll keep moving on to World Showcase. We're here at the Rosen Crown Pub, which Kath and I did dinner a couple of weeks ago when we were staying at the Boardwalk. We haven't done a review. Just after that, they closed for remodeling, but they're already reopened, so I don't know. I don't know what is going on in terms of um, remodeling that was that extensive or if it was just a, a plumbing replacement of sorts. Uh, so at some point, Kath and I need to do a review of Rose and Crown, which um, we have been, Madison has been leading us in watching the uh, what is it, the British 
great uh the great british baking show the great british bakery show which causes us to wonder why they don't have slightly better choices on their menu at rosen crown seems a little on the disappointing side so and we're just realizing that the park has apparently closed so uh, we thought i thought it was going to be open till 10 and it's just after eight so we uh captured dessert right at the right time i guess and now we're just kind of uh sauntering our way back toward the front of the park in the shadows here we can see a hint of the flower and garden with woody and with bo peep who i've seen before i don't recall the sheep which are just funny and cute as can be and so very clever behind it they're in front kind of on the passageway to the land pavilion over here you can see a shadow of the deconstruction of interventions but you can also see the uh paint by number as it has progressed over this many weeks and um, still missing a lot of pieces to it. I'm surprised it hasn't gotten further along at this point, but uh, that has been a part of the Festival of the Arts. All right, we're concluding our podcast. What was the highlight of your day, Madison? My highlight was seeing Impression State Fronts because I haven't seen that in a long while. And it was exciting to, and mesmerizing to see all of France uh, tonight in the fixed screen. Actually, it was the only attraction we did all evening. True. That's what that's true of our Epcot. We usually it's more of a walk thing than it is a ride thing. Uh, my it's highlight. More, it's more like we just come here like a buffet. We just we mainly come here for the food. <laughs> we come to graze across the whatever festival. My highlight, of course, is spending time with Madison. So, hey, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you staying tuned. Make sure you check out uh, YouTube, J. Jeff Kober, as we'll post the scenes from Voices of Liberty and their performance. And of course, make sure you're signed up for Disney at Work and Disney at Play. Thanks for being with us. And in the words of Sinbad, Storybook Voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great evening. We'll see you real soon.